Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hello, welcome to Wide Left Sports. Today, I'm joined by former Bobcat, Matt Brownlow. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing very well, Mitch. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. So my first question is, what started your love of football and made you want to play it even at the collegiate level? It's actually a really good story. I um, am from Missoula, and I think a lot of people do and don't know that. So I was actually in the uh, Little Grizz uh platform I should say and it was I believe fifth grade I started or I was about five or six years old and um, started as a lineman you know because I was a little bit heavier of a of a young guy and that really just honestly kicked it off for me just being around a group of people um, you know working on athleticism all the above I just didn't really have complaints and from there just kept on going I went to Sentinel High School in Missoula Montana and um, Pete Joseph was the head coach at the start and then now Dane Oliver who is the current head coach was the assistant head coach Um, but there was great people like even a Craig Mettler who played for the Grizz and I was around a lot of great talent like Zach Wegeman Um, (laughs) Zach's actually the only one that comes to start Riley King Alec Bray I mean I know there's so much more that you know are on the list, but just the team camaraderie and uh, kind of getting thrown in it at a young age, it was kind of inevitable at that point. So I would say that that was a kickoff of how I got into the whole football scene. That's awesome. So what the heck possessed you being from Bo- or from Missoula to go to Bozeman for college? <laughs> That's actually a really funny story. So uh, my mom went to MSU and she was a prosecuting attorney in Missoula and actually just retired last year. So she's getting into that flow of things. But um, she, being an MSU alum, I always made a joke now that uh, Santa Claus was leaving cat gear under the Christmas tree. She actually has a lot of home tapes and pictures of me uh, as a young child holding Bobcat gear, wearing Bobcat sweaters. And I can say to date that I've owned no more than probably two pieces of Grizz clothing. And that was, you know, really before I uh, embraced the rivalry, you could say. (laughs) So it was... uh, Yeah, born to come. And I wanted to get a little bit out of town and still have the in-state tuition. And actually at the moment, I didn't have any, uh, what should I say, like response or interest from MSU. It was only NAIA schools. So I'd gone on a visit to Haver and Montana Tech and, you know, Northern had talked to me as well, uh, excuse me, Western. But for me, I wanted to be in an environment where there was more people and I could meet someone new every day. And again, having that state tuition was just a good coupling. So I was able to, you know, pick out Bozeman and it wasn't until my sophomore year, I actually walked on. So I committed a full summer being my freshman year, going into sophomore training with the gentleman, Doug Leffler uh, in Missoula, Montana. And I was actually training with um, Jackson Malum and Hunter Malum. They're sons of Tom Malum on the 84 team and grew up in Frenchtown. So we're all buddies. And Doug had actually trained Cody Kirk as well. And coincidentally, that's the Malum's cousin. 
Um, so he had known everything that I needed from a D1 perspective to really have a good tryout. And there was 25, maybe 35 guys out there. And then the following Tuesday, they post your name on the board. And I mean, it feels like a movie. You're walking up to the athletic room, you know, you're not a committed athlete yet. Is your name going to be on the list? You know, you haven't slept in 72 hours. There's five gentlemen that made it and I was lucky enough to be a part of that. So that's how I got to MSU. And again, the football journey kind of came to be. That's so cool. So MSU at the time you were there, and obviously I've interviewed a few of your teammates from that time too, is kind of a renaissance of the Bobcat program to where it is now. How cool is it for you to be a part of the beginning chapter of their, I'm going to say dominance at this point? Yeah, I, I take it two ways. I mean, on, on, on a humble answer, you know, we were there. Uh, I honestly think of like a Gunnar Brecky, J.P. Flynn, Chad Newell, just the seniors that knew we were a development year. And we just did our jobs and showed up. But it is nice to, to, to hear the grace and appreciation from a lot of the fans on us being that development year and kind of sticking our necks out there for Choate and company to implement his vision and where they got to to date. And just really proud of the whole team. And yeah, very proud of Bozeman all in all. It's a great place to be. And as you know, I'm located in Denver, Colorado right now. And there's a lot of things I miss about Bozeman, Montana. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it was an interesting shift, but I think the best thing that could happen for, you know, that town and that program and we're on the map. So I could talk to you about that forever. <laughs> for sure. So another thing that's cool with you being down in Denver, there's a lot of ex Bobcats down in that area, just that I've talked to in the last few days. How cool is it that all of you guys kind of stayed together almost? Yeah, it's, it's really awesome. I mean, um, think of you know, guys like Alex Singleton, Mitch Grumble. Uh, I was out camping with a bunch of friends from Missouri this past weekend. And just to have that camaraderie, I think, you know, you have your high, high school friends, college friends, but then there's a different level of camaraderie and companionship when you're waking up early and, you know, you're sweating hard in the summer when all your other buddies are, you know, floating and doing something fun. So, they're just brothers. It's family. And I know that's kind of the same common tone and theme that you've heard with other people, but yeah, just, just a very, very strong bond and uh, you can't break it. You can't break it. Even if you don't see someone for a year, the minute you do, and maybe they have a spouse or a kid at this point in life and you just embrace their 20 square feet and it feels really good. So, and that's for all Bobcat athletic alumni and, you know, just alumni in general. So we've got a very, very great group. Happy to be a part of it. That's awesome. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me, speak to me a little bit about the atmosphere of Bobcat Stadium and what it's like to play there and how it matches up to the other big sky stadiums. Whew, um, that's that's a good one. I mean, I even get chills thinking about it. I am uh, uh, everyone asks, what do you miss about Bobcat football? And I say the group camaraderie and running out of the tunnel and um, just gosh, I don't even know where to start. Everyone has, you know, their rituals and their routines. Um, a funny one is Grant Collins and I, we had such high nerves, we would get sick before games. So him and I would be taking hold of two stalls and uh, then the trainers would come out with, you know, some electrolytes and water and whatnot. But I really do attest that to just how high level and how extreme that environment is, how much people care. And um, just listening to some of your past podcasts, 
I know gentlemen say and th- former teammates say that they had to really embrace, you know, the rivalry and what's going on in the Montana culture. But I can look back as a kindergartner being a pen pal with, you know, MSU and UM athletes and thinking that's so cool and going to so many Grizz games. So once you're there and you have a little bit of that childhood perspective and, you know, you're on a roster of 100 guys and a lot of people would love to be there in that situation, it just, again, increases that level of appreciation and just glory. I mean, I don't even know how to say it. Just running out and seeing just the fans and the colors and so much support. Um, yeah, you can't really get it anywhere else. And I think we're blessed not have NFL teams for that reason. Cause you know, we can get up to 25 K packed in our stadium. So Washington Grizzly, you know, can't, can't say anything nice about the, the, the guys over there, but it is very loud as well. Um, so, I mean, just in Montana, all in all, we have, Two, two great stadiums, but uh, obviously I got to give Bobcat Stadium that edge with the blue and gold bias. Yeah, for sure. And it is nice to see that both of them, I mean, for the longest time, Montana State couldn't hold as many as the Grizz. And now Correct. that that end zone is, you know, put in, the Bobcats can hold 24, 25. They can keep up with the Grizz now in attendance, and it's good to see. Yeah, with our new um, – you know, uh, Bobcat Athletic Center, I had an opportunity to go speak with the guys on NIL um, and brought in one of the marketing professors and just touring it. Same thing, you know, don't know what they were uh, or had in the past, but very appreciative to be part of a program that's taken leaps and bounds, you know, from a NFL uh, draft level. to you know, getting at the championship, it's something that I hadn't experienced, but to live vicariously through those, you know, young kids, it's very, very cool. For sure. So you were a lineman, as you've mentioned. Yes. And I feel like lineman's trash talk is next level. <laughs> you know what? I I was one that literally was so out of breath that I couldn't speak. I was more focused to getting on the line and making sure I you know, was getting on their couch or something that I never verbally spoke. But I will say I... I would pinch underarms, you know, I'd kind of punch guys. I never spit on anyone. I thought that was extreme, but you got to hold your own in there. And I mean, I was at my heaviest 340. So there's actually one fan I'll never forget about him. He used to call me peanut butter. Sometimes going on the rails, you'd just be like, let's go peanut butter. And then eventually I'm like, why does this man call me peanut butter? And he said, no one ever gets that big without eating peanut butter. So all of that together, I'm like, I know I can hold my own. But you, you got to be a little bit mean to be on that line. And I was one of the more nice guys to where if it was cold enough, my hands get cold. You know, I'm crying about my ears and hands. And then, you know, they're yelling at me to go on for, you know, nickel or, you know, fourth down play. And it's just you drop all that and you're going. Um, but yeah, it's rough. I'm not going to lie to you. It is. It's rough in there. And me not being six foot, a lot of leverage for me was, was a positive thing. Um, but it was definitely tough. There's some big boys in that conference. And. Yeah, offensive D-line, I mean, you're getting smacked around. There's places after games where I never thought I'd be sore. And, you know, when you're in the moment in the adrenaline, you don't think about it because you're just playing the game of inches. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's a tough position. But I was very, very happy to be there and uh, be able to play it. And when we brought in Coach uh, Ty Gregorak for our D.C., he's running a lot more stunts. And that, for me, was just an ultimate dream to be able to line up on the edge and just fly in. Um, so yeah, they were really good on using schematics and knowing their personnel on 
just kind of how to get through that first year of everything. And yeah, still, still got some bruises, man. I'll tell you what. <laughs> For sure. So you mentioned that, you know, Ty Gregorak came in midway through your college career. Mm-hmm. How hard is it to switch defensive coordinators midway through high school or college or whatever level you're at? Honestly, I, I kind of want to simplify. I really do believe that any coach has the ability to come in and know their personnel. And if you can use that to your advantage and, you know, a positive and healthy manner, there shouldn't be any excuse of why something, you know, can't come to be. And in that case, Coach Gregor, I came in, he let us know his script, his expectations. And if you weren't on the bus, you're going to get off. And it was very, very clear at the start going into spring ball and fall camp. So honestly, just huge testament to him on really being a good leader, a good coach and kind of having a method to his madness. He was, you know, a very unique coach in an awesome, awesome way. But I understand how he, you know, connects with his athletes and honestly motivates them on and off the field to be able to come better man, better player, you know, higher football IQ, all the above. So for me personally, it wasn't a hard switch. I know a lot of guys like myself had another opportunity with just kind of clearing the slate from a defensive coaching staff perspective. So I was really, really excited, connected with him well. Um, so I thought it was great for the team, and I'm really glad to have him at Bozeman still. His family's great, and, uh, yeah, he's, he's a really good person to have in the community. That's awesome. So you did a lot while you were at MSU beyond football, <laughs> and you did a couple of miniseries that I, I know one was down low with Brown Low. Correct. And I think you said the other one was uh, – was it – big cast little trucks or something like that correct correct how did you get into that 100 percent, bill lamberty he literally came up to me as a sophomore in college and said hey matt do you want to get in front of a camera and talk to our athletes and me being you know what 20 at that time i'm like absolutely but put me in front of the camera please so literally we just tried it off the volleyball team first i had known the videography team from, you know, football on a personal level. So working with them was super easy and just went off, just went off. And it was pretty cool. One of my first employers uh, had kind of bought the rights to the show. And we viewed that for two years after I was playing football and I'd interviewed people live uh, during game days. So a little bit nerve wracking, but I can say public speaking for, for 25,000 people is on my resume. Um, but yeah, it was just fun, man. I was, I was able to connect with athletes and I knew my role on the football team at that point before uh, coach Chilton staff had came on. So you know, it was just, how do I make people smile? You know, how can I almost make an influence and uh, get my name out for working in the professional realm when this is all over and yeah, just organically, I was comfortable with it and it, it really, really took off. So it was fun. I sometimes wish I could access those old clips and see what 22, you know, year old Matt Brownlow was saying. That's awesome. Hey, can we pause for one second? That's awesome. And then, so I looked it up after I figured out that you were who you are. And um, I think Justice Perkins has um, continued it now that you're, you've graduated and everything. Is that right? Yeah, I know Josh Perkins, his father did it one year. And if Justice is doing it now, that's great. I'm just glad it's continuing. It's it's a good bit to be able to uh, see the unsung heroes and driving Mike's 53 Chevy from the R bar is just really, really cool. Cool experience. That's awesome. So 
I've noticed MSU has a big connection with the Rocking R Bar. Yeah. Just with, you know, the ads they've done. And just, I know that it's kind of like the college bar of MSU. Mm -hmm. So what connection do you personally have with them that made, you know, your time in Bozeman special? Yeah. Um, honestly, it's, it's kind of a weird story. So um, I had to work while I was in college as well. And, you know, a lot, a lot of kids do that. A lot of athletes do. But in that case, I was really submersed into the professional community. And Grant Collins' grandmother, uh, Susan McGee and Peter McGee, they're two long-standing names in Bozeman. Um, they had owned a flower shop called Country Flower, which is now Maven's Market on the corner um, of Main Street. So I was delivering flowers, doing a lot of things. And Susan and Mike being, again, very well-known business owners, she had kind of said, hey, I got this good kid, Matt, and Mike had known me from football. And him and I had worked together to start what was called a young, or sorry, a youth campus coordinator position to where we had to sit down what he did with Cruzado and all the above and pretty much say, we're not promoting, you know, the negative side. We want to promote just a positive culture and bringing in the R bar because at the time there wasn't a lot of college kids coming there, which is hard to believe. And um, I was able to get free drink tickets and, you know, go on campus and say, hey, come down here. We're doing this event. We're doing that event. So, gosh, that was 2013 or 14 that they originally kicked off. And I had just done a lot of work for Mike. And, you know, he had seen things on the financial scale that were just positive and realized that this is a good position that he should leave. So even to date, they now have cool shirts for, you know, people that are the brand ambassadors and all that jazz. But he's just such a good person. Um, I don't think people really know Mike on a personal level. It's more of an entrepreneurial and they see him on that commercial scale, but his story and just connection to Bobcat football financially, personally, emotionally is honestly one of the coolest that I have heard. And he just has given myself and so many kids opportunities and really trusts in, you know, saying we have a great talent pool here. Maybe go spread your wings outside of the state, but there's always going to be something for you here when you come back. And it's not just athletes. There's, you know, other people that have worked for him personally, his entrepreneurial journey that he's just taking care of. So yeah, don't, don't want to make this, you know, whole show about Mike, but yeah, him and I have a really good personal connection and yeah, just a great mentor, great person. Again, another great community member in Bozeman that the fun bar that's about the bottom line of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. No, I mean, where I wanted to go with this too, is I've seen the app with, and I'm not going to remember everybody in it, but I know Isaiah and Fonse's in it with the Rock yeah. Bar. Yeah, Andre Williams, and Isaiah. I know you spoke about NIL. Mm -hmm. So what um, positive things do you think that'll have for Bobcat football? Because it isn't D1 100%. It's D1 AA, I think is what they Correct. call it. But it's not a major school. So how do you think NIL will help Bobcat athletics? It's a really interesting question. And actually, uh, Zach Wright, Will Krolik and I, we have an entrepreneurial journey that we've been working on for the past 10 years. It's a breaching device. So in that case, I, I look back and say, in, if we were in the same position back in the day, we had to go to pitch competitions, you know, miss practice. We submitted for a, a provisional patent seven times on our own. We kind of had to do a lot of things behind the scenes because we didn't want to, in their case, they were scholarship athletes. I didn't earn my scholarship until senior year. So there was just a lot of moving parts that you as a young athlete can't use your name. So now to be able to use it, Bozeman, 45,000 person town, 
I mean, you look at marketplace, you're not going to have a Dane Fletcher saying, hey, here's $10,000, Tommy Malott, just because you're Tommy Malott, that realistically is not going to increase, you know, Dane's foot traffic all in all. But it is an opportunity for, you know, these kids getting the least vehicles and not having to drive, you know, a junker or being able to have a 500 to maybe a $2,000 investment that's, you know, putting aside a nest egg for down the road. And if you're not on scholarship, you know, here's another line of some type of residual income that you don't have to do anything other than wear our college colors, respect, you know, the name on the back of the jersey and be a good person. So kind of simplified, I think it's great. I think it's awesome. And from a financial standpoint, could help a lot of people down the road in that generation to be able to buy the house, to be able to start that business or to have something and go after college and know what they're doing. So there's a lot of people I've connected with, professors, you know, uh, attorneys, because I think having it in writing is very important as well, but huge, huge benefit to college athletics. Um, everyone has a different experience. If you're not the full scholarship athlete, you still have the same opportunity as someone who does. So I'm all behind it. And I'm a little jealous that I was behind the scenes because of the items that I did. Um, contractually, I was able to get paid, but, uh, you know, figures would have been a lot different if the pen had hit the paper when I was, you know, in that time frame. For sure. So another thing I noticed in kind of doing a little bit of research on you is you're a board member for the Science Center at MSU. Yeah, yeah. So Montana Science Center, little plug, great place. Uh, Abby Turner is the executive director. Also, Mandy Dredge was the former president. She's out there at Riverside Country Club. Love everything about the Science Center. Unfortunately, I had to break ties when I moved down to Denver for my job. Um, but it was just such a good way to get to know the community and see it on a different level, which is not, you know, so sports and athletic focused and just seeing so many different people. So that was excuse me, just an extracurricular item that I did for the fun of it when I was working in my first career. Um, but great resume builder, great, great, great organization. And it's actually empowered me to maybe look into the Denver Science Museum down the road to see what I can do volunteer works wise. But yeah, we've, we've got a rap sheet in Bozeman, my friend. I've, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, I just typed in your name and it was like all these things. I'm like, wow, he's done a ton. <laughs> yeah, yeah my mother's awesome. name. So my, my final mother's... thing here for you is I got your name from Rob Brown. Yeah. From Big Sky Customs. And did he do a figure for you? Will you he did. MSU? Yep, he did. That was a graduation gift for my mother. I actually got it down here in Denver and really, really great job. Rob's a great guy. So appreciate you connecting us, Rob. Yeah, I mean, his work is amazing. All the details that he puts into it is just awesome. Yeah, he made me look about 210, so I'm very happy with the figure. <laughs> hey, you know, with all that football padding and stuff, I mean, it's it's crazy how much that adds on, right? 100%. Yeah, I've had my whole weight loss journey and whatnot, you know, calorie deficit. It's all the easy stuff. But, uh, yeah, good experience, but happy to be lighter, I'll tell you what. <laughs> For sure. Well, hey, Matt, I want to thank you so much for coming on. It's great to have you on and talk about Bobcat football. I could talk about it all day. Uh, so, yeah, yeah just great to have yeah. you on. Absolutely. You enjoy the rest of the week. Thank you, uh, Wide Left Sports. We'll talk soon, Mitch. All right. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.